With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Welcome to Wrestling After Marks. It's the Marks After WrestleMania weekend. We're all a bit bleary eyed. We're all still suffering from the consequences of drink. Uh, but I welcome my fellow Marks to the podcast. Uh, my name's John, and my tag team partners are. He's bigger than the amount of wrestle, wrestling content you've been able to get this week. It's Big Alex. It's been too much, John. It's been too much. I always think I'm a wrestling fan until the week after WrestleMania. Then I'm like, no more wrestling. No more wrestling. More wrestling. Ever. There's been I'm too about many to talk, wrestling. We're going to talk for an hour about wrestling. Uh, and our other partner in the podcast, he writes for Inside the Ropes. He is the lead writer, the big cheese. It's Gary Cassidy. Ah, you know, El Jefe, El Jefe. El Jefe, El Jefe is the, the way the Spanish, uh, I've still not looked up what the other word was. I know. I, more fool me, I actually done the full thing sober, so I didn't actually drink at all through any of the past uh, six what? nights, six how nights did, of wrestling we've had. How did you Is that called fine? professional integrity? Because I didn't uh, know that existed in Scottish journalism. Well done. No, yeah, well done. It, it, it does not normally a drink, but it's a wee bit of a mix of the health kick and just knowing that it was going to be six nights of staying up until whatever time. So I more fill me. I, I wish I'd cracked open a couple of cans last night, but yeah. I will get into that. Oh, talking about which, thank you everyone who got involved in our watch along on Saturday night. It was a great laugh. Um, we, uh, we all had a few drinks, uh, and a big shout out to Johnny, one of our patrons who fell asleep during the event, and all that was left is him snoring on, on the Zoom feed, and we had to mute him. Uh, so shout out to Johnny, um, really good event, uh, thanks to everyone who got involved. Actually, I, everyone was so desperate to have a night two that I basically just set, I, I couldn't do night two, I was watching it with the kids, uh, and so I just set them and they, they entertained themselves. There was a few people involved in that as well, so it was great to see and th- just a brilliant community that we have on Wrestling Dash. So thanks to all our listeners and thank you for getting involved. And remember, if you want to do get involved in any of that sort of stuff, you know where to go, patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Um, I like the way you you kind of refer to them like your kids there you know and i just let them go and they entertain themselves nobody died it was fine i know they were great they were great um so we were going to do things a bit differently on the marks this week because there's been so much wrestling we just thought we'd look back at the full week and have a bit of a retrospective of what's went on this week in the wrestling because um, it's just all been about WWE. We've had Stand Deliver, we've had SmackDown, we've had WrestleMania, and then it was the Raw after WrestleMania. We've also had the Hall of Fame. We've also had, there's been so much. There's been so much Chris Jericho and Austin doing broken skills. So much content. But we just thought we'd just go from the start and get to the end um, by looking at the kind of highlights, the lowlights um, of the week. So, whew, where do you start? I guess you go back to last Wednesday, and it was night one of Stand and Deliver uh, for NXT. Um, looking at the card, we had Kushida versus Pete Dunne. 
uh, with Dunn going over Kishida. We had the gauntlet and eliminate. How did you how did you react? I, 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 no, see, I told you so here. Uh, I was just uh, right. Okay, just, <laughs> I mean, there was there was a bit of debate on this one, wasn't there, John? There you was convinced. There, there was. Well, let's 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 start off with with that then. Dunn versus Kishida, and um, there was obviously the the, the pre show as well with Tony Storm. Finally, finally. Got a win um, with, Zoe, with Zoe Stark. They were fighting together, and Zoe Stark finally got a win. Though it was really interesting to see Tony Storm um, from someone who's unbeatable on NXT UK. Almost, uh, she's um, getting beaten on the pre-show now. Uh, but yeah, like, she's kind of been. She went from title picture to now putting people over. So I, I wonder what they're going to do with Tony Storm. Yeah, I'll be interested. See, obviously, they changed her character as well. Um, and well, I tell you, last night would have been a perfect. Uh... Place to see her, but maybe we'll see her on Friday. Potentially, potentially, that'll be. We'll get that further down. That's miles <laughs> away, yeah, Gary. That's miles <laughs> away. Speaking four hours about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Dunn versus Kushida, um, a, a great opening match. I think we'll all agree. I just thought they could have done with a bit more time in that. It was just really warming up. It was, it was great, you know. Um, Gary, you called it last week. You obviously done defeating Kushida. Does that put him in the title picture? I'm not sure. Again, it's a bit of an odd one because the title picture is a bit of a... I mean, carrying cross isn't going to lose it anytime soon, you wouldn't yeah. think. Not to give away spoils of uh, where we're going to go in a couple of minutes. Um, but I don't know. You just... You think that anybody going into that, it's a bit of a losing battle they're fighting for the start. But I, I guess Pete Dunne doesn't really need to be NXT champion anytime soon. Unless they do have, you know, he's got a lot of people that could come back, depending on how long the, the rivalry is to, to help him. Uh, but I, I just, I think they're going to make Pete Dunne a major player. Uh, I, I just see that happening. Obviously, we've seen him both nights as well. Uh, no wrestling, but I just think they're going to make him a major player in NXT. So just had a feeling he was going to beat Kushida. Poor Kushida, because, you know, brilliant match. And, and Kushida, I don't remember having a bad match. So no, he, <laughs> he, he never has a bad match. Some brilliant spots. And I, I just thought it was, they kind of rushed through it a wee bit. It was almost like it was quite, they rushed through it. And I just thought, if they, you give them guys, I'd like to see, I'd like to see a rematch and give them, give them more time, whether that's a submission match or something like that. And and just give them more time because I, I I was I, it was great. I thought, well, I'm a, you know I'm a massive Mark Kishida, but it was just I thought it was great. Mark Alex, this this seems like it was a would be a match right up your street as well. This was the match that convinced me to watch NXT instead of AEW on my normal AEW watching <laughs> yeah! slot. So I was like, mm. I mean, this is this is a match I'm very excited for. And I looked at the card and I was like, so hang on, they're doing Pete Dunne versus Kushida into the gauntlet, into Water versus Champa. And I was like, oh, okay, that's 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 quite a good card. Yeah, it's not bad. Right, so what's a great match from Kishida and Dunn into the, the gauntlet eliminator, which was on night one, to then finally get into night two to face uh, uh, Johnny. Um, what do you make of this particular match? Um, obviously, it started, started hot with uh, Leon Ruff uh, and Swerve, Swerve attacking Ruff and you know, going straight into it. Um, I didn't realise, I thought it would have been the Gauntlet Eliminator. I didn't realise it was like a timed one. I thought it was like pin and then the next person the comes same. comes comes yeah. down. But there was a, obviously some sort of timing going on, which obviously in wrestling is just like, I oh, just throw them out now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. There was no mark, like, it'll be five minutes to each compare. I was just like, oh, here comes the next. Con- yeah, the LA think- bit was really good. Like he came out and he cut his crap. 
on all the fans and stuff. And I thought his like elimination was fantastic as well. And the way that he like then yeah. essentially everyone got on him after he helped Loomis after he got Loomis eliminated. So yeah, good, it was good good storytelling in that match. I mean, you could argue that that maybe needed more time, but again, when you're on a two hour two night TV special, you're very limited. Well, yeah. that's why I think I wonder if it wasn't on TV if they'd have just had it as a normal gauntlet match because. Obviously, that would have took an hour up of the of the show. So yeah. maybe when you're on a two-hour show, it's no ideal. But I, I thought the only bit that you know personally, I was like the Dexter Loomis elimination was a wee bit cheap. But I get it. Um, the annoyance is they're not continuing that story as far as I can see on NXT. He's in a, a eight-person multi um, a mixed tag match the way against uh, Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis and uh, Shotzi and Ember Moon, which I was like, hmm, but I guess we might see Elliot Knight, but it's just the way that story went. I was like, oh, I guess if they're going to continue down that path. If it wasn't a Dexter Loomis, I did say Bronson Reed was the next person that I wanted to see win it. Um, so I thought that was a good call. I think they really elevated him. Um, but we'll get into where that went in a couple of minutes. Yeah, um, I, I was surprised. Elliot Knight, I thought, was was brilliant again. That... Um, Suplex. I don't know if you said it was a thing of beauty, the superplex from the top uh, rope. It was absolutely beautiful. I've never seen it executed as well as that. But he, I mean, he's going to be a real, um, you know, real contender over the next year for NXT. You know, he's just, he's great on the mic, as we all know, great in the ring. And, you know, be interested to see where he goes in terms of title pictures and, and what have you. But yeah, real star. Um, surprised that, I mean, we all kind of called Loomis last week on on the show surprised that it was Bronson Reed that went over if it was the Loomis I thought it was going to be Bronson Reed because mm. you know the just the dynamic of Johnny Gargano I said be one of the faces like, like Cameron Grimes I think has got like North American champion written all over him but against Johnny Gargano you kind of need Gargano to be the face there and he's not so I thought Bronson Reed if it wasn't going to be Loomis Bronson Reed's a great shout and I worked it well I, th- I, I mean, th- would you be willing to accept a big wad of cash straight out of his crotch? <laughs> That's the real question when it comes to Cameron Grimes. I mean, I think that we'd all cave in the right moment and we'd be like, yeah, I'll take your sweaty crotch cash. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I thought, um, shout out to Swerve in that match, like, because he was obviously Dire Man in that match, and I thought he, he performed really, really well. Um, and again, it kind of shone a bit of a spotlight on him because I think he's a very underrated re- talent. He gets lost in that cruiserweight kind of mindset where yeah. you're like, oh, he's just there, he's a brilliant performer, but you almost put a ceiling on where he can go because he is like a cruiserweight. But I just I think he's brilliant. Like, I always say it, I, I, like Lucha Underground's my favourite show ever in terms of wrestling. And he was brilliant in that and he was brilliant on the Indies as Shane Strickland as well. And then it just feels like he needs the wee bit more personality shown on NXT. He does his podcast, he's got a brilliant personality in that, but you just don't quite get it in NXT and he, he falls in that amazing ability. But where's he going to go? But I think that was a performance that people will be more excited to see him going forward. Yeah. I think with his, new, with his heel persona as well, that was the first time it's really kind of had a good chance to shine through. And I think he was very much, you said he was the Iron Man. And I think he was his story was probably the biggest story that ran throughout the entire, uh, the entire match as well. So Yeah, I- I got an odd cracking match. Um, let's move on to the next one. Talking of cracking matches, um, this was like all we hoped for. I think uh, I don't know if you guys agree. Uh, certainly, every all the the Meltzers and likes of this world rated this is the best match 
I really enjoyed uh, good old Barrett getting really excited about the fact that the Champa was back in trunks and had shaved his head. Like he was like, it's the Champa of old. We haven't seen him in trunks since. And I'm pretty sure he gave the exact event of when he was last had him in trunks. I didn't. I I didn't like him in trunks. I prefer him in like his the camo the com- shorts. Camo, yeah. Aye. I prefer him in the, the kind of the the combat um, trousers and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm the same. I'm yeah, the same. I thought I it was, Street Fighter attire. Yeah, I think it was better than that. And the slightly too large boots. <laughs> but I mean, Volter versus Champa is what we're talking about, and just Volter. He's just like I don't know what it is because. You know, in the modern day of wrestling, we're used to these big guys, you know, your Keith Lee's this world, your Bronson Reed's of this world, doing things that they shouldn't be able to. But Volta is just such a throwback to just wrestlers of the 80s and early 90s. And he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything massive. He's power bombs, it's chops, it's big punches. He has the big splash off the top rope. But he doesn't do anything spectacular, but at the same time, he's just so fascinating to watch and just tells a brilliant story in the ring. I mean, and they, they told a great story here with, you know, this, you know, Champa disabling the right arm so he couldn't do the chops. It was, I just thought it was a brilliant, you know, you talk about ring psychology, all the wrestlers, it's all about ring psychology. And I thought this was the kind of definition of that. What did you guys think? I think, uh, Walter, I always say it where, my favourite thing about him is it's similar to John Moxley. It's the things he doesn't do that make him special. He's very protected as a character. Doesn't really use social media. We don't really see much of him in terms of media or anything like that overall. We just see him turning up, beating people up and leaving. And it's just like, it's the most simple, effective thing ever. Uh, and, you know, obviously the respect he talks about for what he's got for professional wrestling. He, he is the kind of guy that he is a, just naturally intimidating in terms of size, but I think his demeanour comes across as a, just an intimidating guy as well. And again, we spoke about people that you don't remember having a bad match. Walter, I know one of them was pre-recorded, but he had two amazing matches air on the network in the space of two nights. And I, just I, absolutely amazing. I was going to say, what was better, the Rampage Brown match or this? Champa just edges it. Just, yeah. but it's very close. Very close indeed, I, I just think. I thought like, the Rampage Brown match was brilliant as well. Aye, it's the aye. only, you know, I wanted... I, I'm off this week, so I went and I thought oh, I watch NXT UK preload. Just I wanted to see Dar. I'm not a big fan of this Heritage Cup rules thing. I did, no, the, it was a brilliant I, match, but kind of convoluted rules wise. Yeah, I, 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 but Volter versus uh, Rampage. But I thought I need I need to see that match, and it was it was all it lived up that I thought it would be. So no cracking Volter. I mean, he just you would love to see him on the main roster. You would love to see him on the main I, I, roster. Would you trust them on the main roster, though? No, well, I was going to say the Survival Series. Eh? Well, <laughs> well, exactly. Mm. But you, 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 yeah, do you trust the creative? Do you trust the, trust the writers to, to book the character correctly on the main roster? The prob- your answer, you're right, Alex. Answers no. So maybe he is better than just floating about that NXT one. And just, but he's just brilliant. He's I mean, just... there'll be another person who I'm sure we're about to talk about, who we're going to talk about in about 10 minutes, who might have lost the main event on night two, who you could make a similar argument for as well. So, Yeah, we'll get to that one. Let's move on to the tag match, MSK versus Grizzly Young Veterans. Actually, before we get to that, actually, I mean, where, where does Champa go from here? Obviously, Volta retains. It was, I think it was obvious who was winning that match because I don't think you could see Champa in NXT UK anytime soon. But where does Champa go from here now? I don't. I have no idea. I keep saying it where he 
he needs to go to Raw SmackDown for me because I think he is the kind of guy that would be used brilliantly on Raw SmackDown. But I kind of get it. He said before he couldn't do the full schedule. What happens if he goes to Raw next week and then in three weeks it's like, right, we're back in front of fans <laughs> and we're going to go on the road and we're going to do this and that. So I kind of get it. And it's weird because you look at him, obviously the hair and the beard, you go, he's the old veteran and he's just, uh, you know, he's just going to be putting people over. He's had his big run as NXT champion. It does. He's nowhere near done. That's the annoying part. You're like, the guy's got hundreds of time. (laughs) But uh, the idea, I think I would love to see him repackaged ever so slightly back to what it was when he had no music. But I guess you need the crowds booing him for that to be a thing and you need him to be the, the big heel. But I'd quite like him to go back to that. But then you kind of run the risk of what do you do with him then? Does you he... need the old woman at the side of the ring, mate. You'd say, well, that gimmick would not have worked without that one NXT fan who was there every week, the old lady. The, the, Aye, the, the old, lady. old lady. And <laughs> like every week he was just giving Flip another bird. That was what made that gimmick. Without that, Ma- it wouldn't have worked. One thing I'd maybe like to see, and it would have been more obvious if, you know, you might have to split up the faction he's currently in, but I'd love to see heel DIY against MSK. But... Again, you'd probably need to. You need. There's a lot of parts that need to move for that to be a thing. Yeah. Um. I. I, I just. I like you say. You just don't know where he's going to go next. Um. And on the roster, but talking of uh, tag teams, let's move on to that tag team match: MSK versus Grizzly Young Veterans versus Legado Del Fantasma. This again, just NXT do tag matches really, really well. The main roster. Not so much, not so much because they don't even have tag matches really or tag teams. But I thought this, you know, as a three-way tag match, I thought was really, really good. What do you guys think? I. Oh, sorry, on you go. Sorry, no, I was just going to say, yeah, it was. I think it was the kind of match that we were all expecting to be terrific, and it was terrific. What for me, the only thing that ruined it was MSK on the mic on night two which kind of like, you know, they were just so good in the ring and the next day was just like the most drab, bland, lack of personality promo. I felt kind of quite bad that that was how they presented them afterwards. But it's annoying match. because I, I think um, I think I kind of see it as the way they were an impact. They were brilliant on the mic because they were never really in a backstage interview segment. Mm. It was always the treehouse. Uh, but I, I just think that they might need that wee one thing. Maybe even a manager. I wouldn't mind seeing them with a manager. Uh, I, but think, I think they just need to decide what their personality would be. I think that's, that's maybe I'm it. I'm a bit too happy else. to be here. That's the, yeah. that's the thing that I'm, I, I never really like that. Uh, but I, I thought the match was brilliant. Uh, you know, we kind of, we wrote off Legado del Fantasma brilliant. quite quickly last week, yeah. aye, but they played their part really well. Um, and, you know, it's annoying because we did think, you know, it's going to be either MSK or Grizzled Young Veterans. I thought it was, it worked as a triple threat, but I did think the story of MSK and Grizzled Young Veterans went through it nicely. And I think that's probably where we're going to go in the future as well. Yeah, surprised that Grizzled Young Veterans didn't um, win and the MSK were in the chase, but... Grizzled Young Veterans in the chase for it. I mean, because you, you give me more of MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans because it's that, that two different styles and they just seem to work so well off down. Like, but like you say, Legado del Fantasma really shone through. You know, this is the, the best I think you, you'd seen them and there were some spectacular moves in it. And um, I, it just, there was the, the spot when MSK stopped them tapping out and stuff like that. It was, that was a great spot. Loved that. Loved that. But yeah, um, obviously MSK go on and they will be a team for the, you know, they, 
like a high flying team. We've not seen many of of those, you know, like kind of rocker style teams in the WWE. Love to see them against the Bucks. I think that would be a spectacular match. You know, if you're talking about crossover matches. So, um, yeah, MSK tag team champions, and then we moved on to the main event: Io Shirai versus Raquel Raquel Gonzalez. Wow, good match again. Um, what did you make of this one, guys? I feel really bad for saying this, but I think it was the worst match in the card. <laughs> that was the thing. Like it's, it's. I mean, I get that this should have always been the main event of night two, but it was just such a strong undercard that I think yeah, I think stand yeah, out. I get that, I get that. I, I think in any other card, because the the matches underneath it were all so good. I mean, it it was a fantastic night of wrestling. This was still a great match. Don't get me wrong, but you you know what you say, Alex. It probably suffered due to the quality of the matches below it. I think having the big MSK win before that, you'd kind of hit your big high with MSK, and it's as if we all needed a damper match before we were ready for this, and it was just yeah. straight back into it. But, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a brilliant match, but it was I like just suffered by the quality of what was before it and also possibly timing a little bit again it's the kind of match that I wonder if it wasn't on TV might it have overran ever so slightly uh, did feel like it was a wee bit pushed together but well, if you think about it, it normally, normally a takeover card would be two and a half hours and if you're on TV and you're two hour slot with adverts you've only got what one hour 40 so this is probably 50 minutes shorter than your average takeover with as many matches so yeah yep. I, I just I thought it was one of those ones where the result we, you know, I think we're all agreed the result was the right result to get to. So I guess the means to an end and all that, at least we get to see a new women's champion for the first time in almost a year. Uh, I mean, I think Shirai, Shirai pulled, I mean, she's so good in the ring and she pulled Gonzalez through the match, I think. I mean, I still think Gonzalez is still maybe a little bit green. Maybe maybe that's wrong. But I mean, she... Shirai was absolutely brilliant in this match. You know, I kind of don't understand if Gonzalez is meant to be a heel or a face now. It kind of felt like she did like a weird semi-face turn because especially on night two when, you know, she was like all smiley and, you know, holding it up and it just didn't feel like a heel had won the title. Yeah. I, th- I think that might be by design because I think we might get Dakota Kai being upset. Yeah. Now, and well, then that's the story. Yeah. Dakota seemed to be really happy for her. She seemed to be there, but I guess that's just called... Acting in wrestling. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, see, yeah. we'll see how it plays out, but I think that's the case. But I, I, I kind of I get what you mean by the, like, I, I wouldn't say she's green, but it's only because I hate, like, extreme words like that. Uh, yeah. But I think she has got a lot, a, a lot still to learn. Yeah. I, uh, but I did that. Like, that was the, the one thing that, you know, on the call afterwards with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and that was the one match I wanted to know about. Somebody asked about MSK, which was great, and um, they essentially just said that they, they didn't think there was any other option because since MSK came in, they're like the missing puzzle piece. Um, but I asked about uh, Raquel and Io, and they did say, like, look at the journey that Raquel Gonzalez has been on in yeah. space a year. Like, she's came for being such a rookie to being like a solid main event performer uh, and and then Ayo Shirai they just said was like the best on the planet which I'm not sure if I agree with that that's a you know it's a high accolade but she's definitely up there do you think I mean is she going to appear on the main roster that would be my question does she do they put her up onto the main roster now do you think she's done what she needs to do in NXT NXT and they'll move her onto the main roster I'm legitimately scared they just do Kabuki Warriors V2 <sighs> legitimately scared Annoyingly, I think it's like more fool me again, you know, because I'll say this and it will not happen. But I think they've done stuff so well in terms of promos on NXT that I've got a bit of hope that they would continue that. 
And I do think they recognise her as just like a different talent. Like Asuka's amazing in the ring. I'm not taking anything away from her, but Ayo Shirai, I think they just recognise as being one of the best performers. So they might try and do something different there. But it's an annoying one because, you know, on the call, everybody was asking about that. Who's got up to the main roster? And it's like, why is it when anybody loses, they should go a Raw SmackDown? But I'm in that bracket where I think they should because... Yeah. What does she do now? Like, anytime somebody has stayed in NXT that's lost the championship after a dominant run, it's like, oh, they should have just went, like, it's just wasting time now. <laughs> like Tommaso Ciampa. Yes, precisely like, <laughs> like Tommaso Ciampa. Previously in the previous. I, did, months, yeah. I did see NXT getting advertised the Tuesday nights, and uh, EO does feature in the graphic for that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think she's maybe going to be staying down there, but we will wait and see when it moves to Tuesday nights. Actually, it's on tonight, so uh, excellent. Get to watch that tomorrow morning. Um, let's move on to night two, gents. Um, I, I think it was it was going to be a lot to live up to that night one because it was it was a properly good NXT, and obviously it won in the ratings against the AEW. Thank God for that because it would have been pie on someone's face if it didn't. And the point on that as well, that if you think how many people were watching on either Peacock or the network, yes, they, they wouldn't account ratings-wise. So. That's very true, very true. Um, night two, um, we had on the, the kickoff show, it was Breezango versus... I, I've not seen this match because um, I don't know I don't know how... I wasn't... I, wasn't, I don't know where you can see this. Um, I guess it's going to be on the network, but I watched off. I can't remember what I watched off. In fact, it wasn't on the network because I watched the full thing on the network, so I don't know where you see this match, but it was Brizango versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane for number one contender spot. And it was Maverick and Drake that went over, which was, which I guess they've been floundering, doing nothing despite the initial push. So I guess it's good to see them getting somewhere because it just all went a bit, it's went really quiet on that. It's like was a great build of this kind of odd couple and it's all just kind of, they've not been on telly much, but it was good to see them obviously being the number one containers. You know, two kind of comedy tag teams against each other. Uh, did you see it, Gary or Alex? Didn't see it at all. Yeah. The only thing is um, that I'm excited for that. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was the right outcome because I think both teams could have done this, but we mentioned the MSK being amazing in the ring. They're not quite their promo-wise in NXT yet. Yeah, either of these two teams, all the kind of team that will be able to pull a good story out of them, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, first match of the night was the ladder match for the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. It was champion versus champion, Escobar versus Jordan Devlin. This one for me didn't live up to my expectations. I don't know what you guys thought. I just thought it was a bit clunky. Alex. I would thoroughly agree with you. I was very much looking forward to this, and I think it was just, it was quite disappointing in the end. But I guess it's that when your ladder match is set up by Shawn Michaels, you're just probably putting too much expectation into it, aren't you? Yeah. I agree, but I, I wasn't like, I love ladder matches, but there was just something about this one that I was like, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near like match of the night or match of the two nights uh, contender that just wasn't there for me. It was okay. Didn't hate it, you know. I, I'm not going to say oh, that was a pure shite match because it wasn't. It was just a wee bit disappointing. You know what? Until... I think it was because you, you, they were both heels. I mean, they were they were quite. Aye, it's yeah. hard to root for somebody in a ladder match if you can't yeah. <laughs> if you can't identify with them babyface style. It's true, actually. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, 
I, d- I didn't like at the end what it was a lovely moment for Santos Escobar where he brought out his kid, but that's a face thing. That's a big baby like, face. Uh. That's a face <laughs> yeah. thing. Don't bring out your kid for the title <laughs> victory, you know, for goodness sake. Play the character, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, good. I mean, it, it just again establishes Legado Tale Fantasma and keeps their story going. And Santos Escobar probably needs the gold round him. Jordan Devlin probably has a lot further to go. and don't know where Santos Escobar or where, or where that story will go next, but um, yeah, it was what they're going to put Balor and Devlin together. <laughs> both of them now don't have titles, and I've been saying it for weeks. They've wanted yep. to do it for ages. We'll Balor get, and his twin. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, the Women's Tag Team Championships were next. Shotzi and Ember versus The Way. Probably, I think, we'll argue is probably the worst card, worst match over both nights. Shotzi almost killing herself again. Shotzi almost <laughs> killing herself. Yeah, yeah I mean, for go- that that she does take a lot of risks. Shotzi, she's you know she, we all love Shotzi, but it was like whoa, <laughs> calm down, Hen, <laughs> calm down. Um, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just not that big a fan of the Candice and uh, Mindy Hartwell tag team. I don't think it really works well. No, I'm the way. same with Shotzi and Ember Moon, <laughs> and I, I love both of them. But I'm just like oh, there's just something about it that I don't get quite. <laughs> so much I just think it's I think I'm always the same with tag teams if it's two massive personalities putting in a tag team I think all four of them are massive personalities it's like a bit of a waste yeah it's as yeah. if they, they shouldn't have this belt to force them to put these made up tag teams or anything like that but here we are get used to more of it exactly exactly we'll get to more of that when we get into Wrestlemania itself but yeah um the, the eclipse is still a thing of beauty. It doesn't matter oh, when it happens. It's still a... And it was the double eclipse, which was fantastic. So I, I still think Indy Hartwell, when we talk about... I mean, Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez has come up leaps and bounds, like you say, Gary, but I still think she has a long way to go. Um, Indy Hartwell, I think. I'm just going to check the age of her, but the thing that always makes me feel really uh, old is that she says the people that are the people in the match that got her into um, wrestling was... Bailey Sasha NXT takeover Brooklyn. Oh, hell. What? Jesus Christ. Uh, t- t- 24 years old. So. Oh, boy. Well, uh, was, how long ago was Sasha versus Bailey at Takeover Brooklyn? Was that like five years ago? Five, I think, five years ago. I um, sorted that. Because I know she, she was quite late when she got in it, but it was like she was 18 or 19 when she seen that. And I was like, <laughs> right okay then so she she's got she's got a lot of miles to left going the cock so we'll let her off uh but yeah no um definitely the worst match i would say over over the two nights um next night surprising result in this one johnny gargano going over bronson reed uh for the the north american championship i mean it was a bit of a it wasn't a, so overly clean so i mean there was a little bit of heel shenanigans so that was at least something that yeah. did redeem bronson slightly and it maybe it's pro- to prolong the rivalry maybe they didn't want to do north american championship handover into an nxt title handover i thought this is the best bronson reeds looked i thought johnny Aye. gargano if i think johnny gargano can pull out anyone through a, a match cuz he's so good in the ring i i get a lot of people just sick and fed up of johnny gargano now in NXT, it does need. It's like they've obviously they've done the heel thing with him now, but it just feels that he needs he needs somewhere new to go. He needs some new opponents. Um, cause it just feels that he's just getting stale there. Now like he needs Tommaso Champa. Like Tommaso Champa. <laughs> it's like I, I just feel like, and I think I'm stuck on it. But I feel like after the arrival, they culminated. Once I went to Raw, once I went to SmackDown, and 
then just play it for there. Aye. But I, I, like, I love Gargano in terms of any time I watch a Johnny Gargano match, it's one of the best matches you'll see that night. If not the best match you'll see that night. Yeah. But it's just, especially having the North American Championship on him, I just feel like it's non-necessary. He doesn't need the title. The title doesn't need him. I feel like it should have went to Bronson Reed or anyone that won the gauntlet match. But again, this was the, I got a wee question in after, um, after uh, the, the main event to Triple H and Shawn Michaels and I asked about producing matches because I know Pete Dunne does a lot of that and done a lot of it in NXT UK. They said that Johnny Gargano does a lot of producing matches in NXT and a lot of men- mentoring young talent. So I'm not sure if that's maybe a thing where maybe that's a hindrance to him going to the main roster because they're like, well, even off screen, maybe just provides so much in NXT that yeah. you can't let go of him. Is there also now not the Finn Balor slash NXT is a third brand argument? And did Gargano and Champa not like describe themselves as NXT lifers? Yes, and I think that's a phrase that might come back to haunt them in the future. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that uh, exact exact phrase. I, I, I mean, surprise! I, I was surprised. You know, the obviously you expect when someone gets through a gauntlet match and then goes on to night two, you expect that person to come out champion, especially when it's obviously a talent where they're like Reed, who they've kind of got invested for the future of the brand. Uh, I was very surprised that it was Gargano. That I think it. I think it's the it's the it's the stack double stack booking. It's having the NXT uh, North American match right before the, the the NXT title change. They didn't want to do both of them just after quick succession. Yeah, I get I guess so. I guess so. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll see what happens within North America. I it probably I think he'll get a rematch because they'll, they'll he'll pull out the two night thing and face it one-on-one so i will see what happens with that in the future and that led on to the main event finn valor versus carrion cross um it wasn't the main event oh sorry it wasn't the main event oh it was because on the show it was unsanctioned technically the main event technically wasn't there the joint main event you know co-main event it was Bauer versus Carrying Cross with Carrying Cross. I think predictably everyone called it that Carrying Cross would regain the title on there, but it's still a good good match. It was a good match. It was awfully okay. short. It felt like Aye. they took yeah. little bits oh, of just an okay like, think... Yeah, you're not. I don't think you're a particular fan of Carrying Cross, are you, Gary? I like the character, and I, I like I, the entrance. I, I quite... I quite like his style in the ring. I think, you know, I like that everything looks like it hurts. There's just something about his matches that I just find quite boring. Like Alex said, this one was short and it was a wee bit too short, but I always feel like if it went longer, would I be bored? <laughs> and I think yeah. I might be. But I really, so for I like... you, this was the perfect carrying cross <laughs> match, essentially. <laughs> Slightly too um, short, but just just long enough. I like him and I do think there's more mileage in him beating Finn Balor. I don't, like, don't beat carrying cross yet. And maybe even bring the demon back and beat, you know, because we did see the big cross on where uh, where um, Finn Balor had his injury, a wee bit of paint back. But I, it's just, for me, this was, if it wasn't for short, say, uh, Ember Moon versus the way, this would have been my least favourite match of the night. Right, okay. Um, where does, I mean, who, like, the title's now on carrying cross, who's the next contender to step up for him? Because I think he'll go on a run where he'll just beat everyone. I, I I can't see him. I can't see anyone on the roster that is able. It's a Brock Lesnar. It's like, it is what I would put down to Brock Lesnar of NXT. It will take someone, you know, I don't know who it would take to, to beat him. 
But who's their next kind of up and coming faces? It's either got to be the demon Finn Balor, I think, or it's you know they're not going to even give Dexter Loomis that kind of push. I don't think so. Oh. I think it will need to be the demon Finn Balor, or either somebody coming down, or somebody joining. Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, wait, I, 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 mm, I'm I not sure. Who's, who's like the next, the next kind of baby face? Yeah, but you just can't really see him. Actually. You can't, you can't nah. see him beating. No, I can't see anyone. The only person I could see is hard is, or being able to even step in the ring with Karen Cross, like legitimately, would be Bronson Reed. That's Timothy Thatcher. What's he Timothy Thatcher's a good shout. Timothy or, or Walter. I don't think Thatcher's really done Walter. enough to warrant an NXT. Walter, the Walter carrying cross. Can you imagine right. that match? Oh, then you could potentially was... destroy Walter, and then you have to then pretend you have to either have Walter have carrying cross win both belts, or have Walter drop the UK belt before he fights Cross. Ah, let him relinquish it. Yeah, right. The NXT UK. Difficult. No, I think I I can answer that question for NXT UK because I think um, I'm pretty sure that Walter is going to be dethroned by Ilya Dragunov because if you look at where their match went and then Ilya disappearing and the storyline they're building with him now, I think he's definitely going to win that. So I was going to say have Walter relinquish, but. And again, that defeat the purpose because you don't want to be relinquished. And it's like, well, NXT UK is shite because the one guy that dominated it just can't be beat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, did, Timothy Thatcher, you mentioned there, surprising he wasn't involved in Shanigans in the Champa match. I was very surprised at that uh, with Volk. Maybe saving it for TV, but I, 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 I just don't know what's happened to him. He seems like he's just disappeared a wee bit. I know. Well, so now you've mentioned it. How about do you think they do Bronson versus Johnny Gargano 2 on NXT tonight and Bronson wins the title? That's maybe what's happened. Very good show, Alex. Um, Gary's shout, I just kind of ripped it off. So oh, no, wait. So that's not happening because they're already competing on a tag team match. Oh, yeah, of course, because we said, uh, yeah, yeah. Bronson Reed and uh, Dexter. <laughs> maybe Lee. next week. Maybe next week. Then yeah. you had, we moved on to, to the main event, the unsanctioned match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Um, again, I don't think this lived up to the expectations that, I hoped it would be. I don't know what you guys thought. Too long, way too long. Yeah, a good like match. Forty minutes, forty-five minutes. I, 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 I ribbed myself with this one because, um, you know, with the conference calls, it's like call. Don't know why eight to thirteen minutes before, uh, before the call scheduled to start. So that's the official thing. And with these, it is you know when the when the main event ends, the call starts. So a wee bit in between. So I called right as uh, the entrance is finished. And I was like, probably going to be a wee bit long. You know, it's probably going to be like a 25-minute match. Um, 40 minutes and 19 here. seconds. I've just looked I, it up. I, more film me. I was, uh, I was on that media call for an hour before it got started. And then a further hour once it, uh, once it was on. Just, so, just to put just this into context, long. that match was twice as long as Reigns versus Edge versus Brian. Twice uh, as long yeah. as the main WrestleMania. Yeah. Way, 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 way too long. And I loved, like, a few of the spots with the chain were incredible. Uh, some of them were unnecessary and just didn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> I just and, and also the I liked the stage bit, but there was a big no sell in that that kind of ruined it for me as well. Yeah. It was just a bit. It, it was one of these typical NXT hardcore matches where it's like you know exactly how it's going to go. It's going to be ridiculously long and it's going to have some brilliant spots in it and be really entertaining. But they're going to take the piss and just have the longest match they possibly. There was can. a lot of kickouts. There was a lot of kickouts. Aye, aye. I, I think they need to keep. I think a lot of people have been complaining about that style. Well, not complaining, but bringing it up for a while. And instead of you know trying to you know do something a bit different, they just seem to have doubled down on it, haven't they? They're like, well, <laughs> yes. if you like false finishes. 
we're going to do you a 40 minute match when 30 minutes is literally just going to be false finishes so yeah it's the I'm, one thing that i think might be exciting about carrying cross being champion because that might change in main events going forward <laughs> true that is very true to be fair looking at Meltzer's rating um, he gave that match of the night four and a half stars he gave it um but there you are uh so yeah um Again, it's in, the bit I found really comedy about it, unsanctioned match, right? So they had the security guards coming down at the start and they had them spot in the ring. But then it was like <laughs> they were coming down and he could easily have attacked because he was on one side of the ring. He could easily have just got out and attacked them because they were... Plus, it's, it's unsanctioned. Why are they letting the security guards get involved? I don't think the security guards would have insurance for that if it's not been sanctioned by the company. <laughs> so that's very irresponsible. Mr. Very Reed. irresponsible. Yeah. From, the one thing I liked was that the referee wore a black t-shirt and they changed the ropes to black as well. But then at the same time, you're like, surely, if anything, you just remove the ropes. If you like, surely you're halfway through tearing down the ring and then the unsanctioned match happens. Like, why would you be like, we don't sanction this match, but we're going to give it special presentation and change? And the we're going to give it a referee as well. Can, can, can the next unsanctioned match, can we just have the ring crew slowly dissembling the ring around them and they keep doing moves onto what they're trying to take away? And they're like, for fuck's sake, we're just trying to do our job, guys. I'll where just do- have it in Raw Underground. Uh, where does Adam Cole? Does he go to the main roster? Main roster. What the fuck else does Adam Cole do now? Adam Cole, the big disappointment, however, the night is the undisputed era theme seems like it's no more because Adam Cole came out to they all came out to new music. Pete Dunne actually came out to new music as well. The Bruiser, I fucking love the Pete Dunne theme as well. He's no longer the Bruiserweight though. He doesn't have the weight to be the Bruiserweight. And if you notice, he stopped wearing the the bear so much, so he's just got the bear on his knee. Still got it on his knee. Yeah, I was going to say permanent on his knee. an iPad. <laughs> he changed his music. Adam Cole came out to new music. Oh, that- but Adam Cole came out to new music that was as similar as fucking possible to the Undisputed Era's music, really, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I, I didn't like the Adam Cole one. That was one where I, I said I was on the media call on Twitter and everybody was saying, ask about Adam Cole's new music. It's, it's shite. So <laughs> it is shite. So, Kyle O'Reilly's all right, actually. He's a, ah, I quite liked us. Okay. It, was, it was okay, but I that's a big disappointment that Undisputed Era music seems like it's been put to bed now. Shite. I fucking love that. They can't, anyway, afford, it, they can't afford it. They can't afford it. I know. So, that was Adam Cole, pretend, Adam Cole Smackdown? I, I still think they're going to go with Mary Undisputed Era. <laughs> I think they're going to bring them back and do more of a storyline with that. But uh, I hope they don't. uh, Aye, but I think they will bring back. They've still got a long way to go. Bobby Fish isn't involved, and they've still they can still push that and do a civil war type. I don't think. Yeah, I think Gary's right. They're not. They're they're going to milk this. Think about how many times we've seen Champa versus Gargano. Yeah, do you know what? You're right. They'll bring. They'll bring back. They'll stop. There's a lot to go in on this. Disputed Era Civil War type scenario. So yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Wow. So that was NXT Takeover, and that was Wednesday, Thursday. Let's briefly touch on SmackDown from the Friday night because it was just basically a warm up for WrestleMania. This was the kickoff show for WrestleMania. Um, three amazing promos on that night. Uh, Alex, did you manage to catch them? I didn't, but I caught the promos. Yeah, so like I love the way they were all done in a totally different style. You had Psychopathic Edge very much come back. And you've got Daniel Bryan, you know, the heartwarming kind of character that he is just now. And then you've just got Roman. What do I do? I show up and I win. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You know, it, what, it, we only had a few matches on it. It was more focused around the main event and, and shine the spotlight on Edge, Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Um, 
Big J, J Uso main event. J um, won the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. That was called a it. Called it. Wasn't it was a surprise to me, John? Was it a surprise <laughs> to you, Gary? Of course not. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was the right call as well. Like I think it, it's at the end of the day that Andre the Memorial Giant Battle Royale is actually quite a throwaway thing, and I actually feel like J Uso actually winning it made it feel more important because he won it and he's involved in like a main event storyline. And yeah. at least gives him, I mean, I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't, Jey Uso might never win a world championship. At least gives him an accolade because, you know, when Jimmy comes back, he'll probably be back in the tag team. And even though I think he could easily be like Intercontinental or US champion and be a really good one, at least it gives him a singles accolade, if not. So that, that, it's not, not then like this main event, Jey Uso, not like the most kind of what's it word, the backhanded compliment of a nickname in history of wrestling in that case then. Aye. Probably. The tag team match or the SmackDown tag team titles surprised that it was Ziggler and Rude retaining. Um, I thought they might have given it to Ray and Dominic. Oh, it's just time to get it off. I, I really like Ziggler and Rude, but it's just time to get it off them as well because there's nothing's happening. With, like, I, I know the tag team division. I don't think you could put it on anybody and it's going to be the most no. exciting thing ever. But I think just it's time for a change. Street Profits, you know, they they carried the division when it was shite on Raw <laughs> and even a bit on SmackDown, so they'd have been a good call, but aye, the Mysterios, it'd have been a nice moment. Well, if you think about it, like, how far is, I mean, this sounds a bit harsh, but how far is Dominic, how many steps backwards has Dominic taken since last year's WrestleMania? Just in terms aye. of, you know, it's the position on the card. I mean, obviously, he's, like, improved in so many ways, but, like, this is just what they've done after a year of developing this is where he comes to. He's on the fucking pre-show in the SmackDown tag team title match. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a warm-up really to WrestleMania SmackDown. It, it told the story going into to, to WrestleMania. We had a bit of Sammy Jane, Zane hijinks as well in there. Sasha Banks talking up the match with Bianca. And before I go on to WrestleMania, I meant to get your match of the night um, from Stand and Deliver. First night, night? Uh, Champa Walter. Definitely. Um, second night. I, I mean, I'd probably would, even though I buried it a wee bit, I'd probably still say the unsanctioned match. <laughs> that probably just narrows out the Bronson Reed Gargano match for me. I really like that match, but I mean, the unsanctioned match still like- get my attention. We kind of got to agree with the unsanctioned match. As much as we're being bitches about it, it was still quite a good match. Although I did, I did slightly enjoy the ladder match, but I think I was probably just trying to enjoy the ladder match more than anything else. And yeah, you can't really disagree with Walter versus Champa, really, can you? Okay, okay, then. Um, right, okay. So that was SmackDown. Let's get to the main event of the weekend or the, of the week: WrestleMania Night One. Um, and we opened with a bang. Four <laughs> minutes of bang, some would say. Oh my word, didn't it just? So we go into the first, you know, we, we come to WrestleMania, there's Vince outside with all the, every single superstar on the roster, on the stage, welcoming back the fans, and then a minute later, this <laughs> chaos. Uh, we were watching it on the watch along, so we were, were like, what the hell's going on here? And then suddenly you realised when you saw Samoa Joe and Michael Cole in ponchos that... Yep, it's been delayed by 30 minutes. Um, well, see, this is this is my take on that, right? You've been running open-air stadium shows for how many years? And yet you have never, at any point, created a backup rain plan. Then you, my opinion is you're fucking lucky this is the first time you've had a palaver like this. So, <laughs> like, I mean, for goodness sake. And I when did they get the weather reports? 
Like, I know, unbelievable. Yeah, the first night with crowds back, and, we, and everyone's going, oh my God, is this going to go ahead? Luckily for us, it did. But I have not, I need to go back and watch it because we were all doing it on the watch along, so the sound was down, everyone was talking. But I, I'm in, tr- I've, 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 did you see the promos, Gary? Because obviously it was like, oh shit, we need to fill time. Get everyone out to do promos. Tell, talk us through the promos. Who was good and who was bad at the unscripted promos? I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant because, you know, how often have we spoken about, you know, how scripted promos are yeah. and the fact that they just didn't have time. <laughs> like, there's no way you can script promos. Like, I guess for the people that are later on, but it was very impromptu. The, the best part for me, like, they went to uh, backstage and they had Drew McIntyre and you could tell he was a wee bit flustered because he did tr- tremble a wee bit, stuttered kind of a wee bit as well. And it was like, ah, oh, this this could be the, the big expose and it could make an arse of the whole event if you're going to interview people like this. He gathered his composure so well. He, had, um, he, he confronted Bobby Lashley, who was getting interviewed, gathered his composure so well. And then even at the professionalism, Kayla Braxton was like, oh, sorry, Sarah Schreiber, I think it was, was standing the wrong side. And he was like, sorry, you need to stand that side because I'm not turning my back on Lashley. And I was like, that's perfect because it's a television cue that he has to stand on that side, but he's actually made it actually make sense. Uh, that was great. The, the best one was Kevin Owens. Uh, I can Kevin imagine. Owens cut, oh man, he just cut a brilliant promo. Direct to camera, absolutely amazing. The New Day even, uh, they done a brilliant one where they were doing a full interview and it was the two of them, uh, amazing full interview, and then Big E just randomly creeped up from behind the interviewer, like about five minutes into it. Uh, but it was it was really good. Um, but the highlight was obviously seeing Michael Cole and Samoa Joe and a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> so we got into uh, the matches eventually after the half hour of the way, and it was no surprise it was Bobby Lashley and Drew coming out first uh, for the championship match. Perhaps a bigger surprise that Bobby retained, but was that Wasn't the right surprising, move? surprising, no. Wasn't surprising at all. <laughs> Do you not think it was surprising that everyone no. thought had Drew going away with it? I, no, I actually, that... I thought because it was opening that Drew would win because I thought they were going to do first match back pop. in, massive pop. I, I don't think they'd have put the title on Bobby to lose it three weeks later. Yeah. It would have been such a waste. You'd have just left it. If you wanted a big pop from Drew, why would you take it off the Miz? You know. Yeah, and we did. We did talk. Obviously, the opening was Hogan and uh, Titus, O'Ne- Titus O'Neil. Titus, Titus was terrific. Titus Hogan, was hilarious. Hogan got booed, and uh, they put in fake crowd noise to cover the booze. They did do the second night, although they did the no, they did the not the second night. night. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just accepted defeat on that one. Tried yeah. a pirate costume, that didn't work. But um, no, Titus was great. I think as well, how difficult must that, I mean, obviously difficult for Hogan as well, but how difficult must that be if you're Titus put in that situation and the guy you're with is getting booed and you know why he's getting booed and you yeah. have... <laughs> you have a direct relation uh, to why the reason is that he's getting booed I think Titus done tremendously I thought he was absolutely brilliant and I just think it's a difficult position anyway because we don't like to see the hosts like no. do we give a fuck what they're saying we, we want the matches to start so it's just a difficult thing to do anyway I, I did like what they did with Bailey in the end I liked that Bailey very much got multiple Wrestlemania moments and I liked the way that was what spurned her throughout the night so there was some positives to the host this there year was, there was uh, but we had um, Bobby obviously going over Drew you don't you guys weren't surprised I guess it's not a surprise they don't want really to kind of flip flop the belt so much but you just thought Drew would have got that moment I guess there's he doesn't you know, have I, to have it now do you know what the funny thing is that if when they have crowds back they will have 
more opportunities. Yeah, so SummerSlam maybe. SummerSlam maybe. But it doesn't need to be that fast. Just you all calm down, right? You you all you've had too much Drew McIntyre as WWE champion over the past year that none of you that you're getting like Drew Mac champ withdrawal syndrome every time he <laughs> drops the belt. You're like, when's he getting it back, boys? When's he getting it back? You can you cannot have it for six months to a year. They can well, I, was, a new I was hoping we wouldn't see him on Raw because I actually really want him to go to SmackDown and be the Roman Reigns, um, the guy that beats Roman Reigns. For- yeah, that's a, that's a possibility as well, but. Yeah, um, it was a good, great opening match to to the pay-per-view. Then we moved into the Women's Tag Team Championship number one contenders match. Poor old Mandy Rose slipping on the ramp on the way down. And on, on her defence, it was fucking wet. So it was fucking wet. That. And she, she styled it really well as well. I, th- I think that's like... You know, we've all been there. No, not WrestleMania, obviously, but we've all been there. We've all fell in the arse and felt like and the most embarrassed person on the planet. She, she styled it really well. I, and I think on. her and her and Mandy's new outfits as well. There was a couple of almost wardrobe malfunctions as well. So I think the combination of the fall with the new tights was bad. Not almost is all I will say on that. Um, Dana Brooke addressed hers directly on Twitter. Um, done it brilliantly as well. She's like a lot of people saying it, and she even said, "You can call us nip slips." Uh, and uh, at least we look good doing it. But I tell you, <laughs> WrestleMania week, the two most read articles that I have written were about Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. So what there a you go. Surprise. <laughs> um, Gary, I know you're a big Riot Squad, uh, Mark. They obviously didn't go over. Instead, it was the Tamina and Natty that went over and said. Riot Squad looked good. They, I think they were probably, the apart from they, they yeah. could have got two eliminations, did they not? They did pretty well. Yeah, I actually thought it was um, it would have been the right decision because I think they made the Riot Squad look strong in losing that match. Yeah, but it would have been the right decision if Natalia and Tamina won the tag team titles the next night. Well, we'll get on to that. But we see, feuds, but. we see night one. That's probably the way we thought it was going to go. I think we all agreed that it would be Tamina and Natty to to go over. We'll get in the night two. Let's move on to the next match: Cesaro versus Rollins. Um, Match of the night, potentially? Very no. close, but not quite for me. I don't think nah. so. Nah. Yeah. But, but yeah. Very close, but it was a great... I mean, we expected it. It was, just, it was the match we expected. <laughs> it was just absolutely brilliant. Uh, love Cesaro's new gear. Uh, that's one thing I'll say. Uh, I thought it looked absolutely brilliant. I love I love that Seth Rollins new music. I just think it was, it's the brilliant heel music. Uh, and I, I, it was just great. <laughs> a really enjoyable match. I'd love to see yeah. it, but I'm quite, uh, quite glad we've now got round to that point. Like, we've got the Cesaro face turn. He's now established. It did, it felt like a big deal, especially the reaction of him after the match. I think, I, he got, yeah. I, yeah, he totally, I, he totally bought into the win. He, he got, the crowd totally popped for it as well. The UFO um, swing thing was incredible. Helicopter. It's getting called the UFO swing. He, he calls it the UFO now because he doesn't use his arms. Yeah, because so he's, he's changed that. it because he doesn't use his arms. But, but what does, but what? Cause a helicopter that's got a uh, rotor blades okay, on the UFO, top. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but a lot of flying things don't. Yeah. Fair the enough. The kite. Fair enough. <laughs> the kite stop, swing doesn't have the exact same But yeah, um, push to the main event now. Do we think this could be Roman Reigns' next competitor? No, because he'll get killed by Roman. <laughs> he's not the man to beat Roman. Don't put him against Roman until he's the man to beat Roman. It's one of those tricky situations where I feel like it either has to be new into the title picture or they need to give him somebody big. Like they need to, I don't know who the big heel is they can give him though, that's the thing. Because 
Edge, maybe. Mm. Edge. I, I think he's going to. We'll get to that, but I think he's going a different way. Um, so yeah, great match. On to the new day versus AJ Styles and Omos. I have to say, this was really well put together, this match. The New Day wrestled as heels, almost yeah. as heels. They kept AJ away from the tag, and we got that moment, which, Gary, you've been waiting for for so long. We got the big tag to Omos, and Alex, you called it last week. We had the Styles clash off the top of Omos. <laughs> you mean the well. phenomenal forearm off the top of Omos. If it was a Styles oh, clash, clash that, that, would be, that would have been <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, the phenomenal forearm off the top of Omos. Um, Good shout, sir. Good shout. Um, on the watch along, we all popped for the fact that Alex had called that correctly. Um, again, it's what we wanted to see was just everyone just wanted to see him was in the ring, and and we got what we wanted. And right decision to put the, the titles on Omos and AJ. Aye, I mean the new day are going to win them again at some point in the future. Anyway, it's not. But yeah. uh, but I, I like it. I like it for Omos, and it makes AJ Styles a Grand Slam champion as well, which is a uh, which is good. Just ticks at that box for him. He's almost the big start while still having him alongside, you know, three big professionals that are going to be able to not carry him because he didn't really need carried, but guide him through the match. I thought it was amazing. You mentioned New Day wrestling as heels. I always say wrestling is brilliant when it makes sense. This made sense more that it didn't make sense because it was better that they had them do that. Xavier Wood saying we're cutting off the ring and you know <laughs> getting lessons in professional wrestling throughout the big you know the hot tag was it would have been disappointing if we didn't get the Omos hot tag it was great and my favourite thing is that Omos calls his new fans Omos sapiens <laughs> uh, so that's absolutely amazing he was cutting cameos out over the weekend and he was addressing everyone as Omos sapiens I love uh, that. so I thought that was great but I know it was amazing um, the only disappointment is what we'll get into it wasn't on Raw <laughs> so. right you're right okay well, we, we also got Biggie calling it uh, announcing the new day for the first time in <sighs> yeah, yeah. a long time as that well was, that, you know, that was nice that soft that spot, was nice. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean this is the downside because we're about to talk about it in a minute but I don't think Omos was the best debutante of the night no, 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 right. Okay then. Um, let's get into the next match. And Alex, you called this as the the sleeper hit of WrestleMania last week. The the one that we unexpectedly thought would be quite good. We all thought it was going to be the worst ca- uh, ca- match on the card. It wasn't to be the case. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman was a good cage it good. match. It was good, Batman, wasn't it? It was decent. I mean, like, I'm I'm glad. I think that's the thing. Like Shane McMahon. And did I not sit here last week and say, why do they keep putting Shane McMahon on WrestleMania? Well, the reason, Alex, is that apparently Shane McMahon does a fucking good match every year at WrestleMania. That's why they yeah. put him on the card. They'll be changing his name to Mr. WrestleMania soon as well as the best <laughs> in the world. So that's it. But I, I, I think um, yeah, I'm so, so The build-up was atrocious. The build-up was absolutely atrocious. So they, they actually went well above the expectations of the build-up. I've never been more happy to be wrong as well about the ending. Uh, I was certain that you know Shane McMahon was going to lose because Braun Strowman was stupid and kicked him off. Uh, oh, sorry, Shane was going to win because Braun Strowman was stupid and kicked him off the cage. So I'm so glad they didn't go with that angle and they actually just gave us a good cage match. A lot of us. You know what my big complaint is? They've done the same thing to the WWE cages they do to the NXT cages. There's little platforms in all the little ah, corners yeah, before yeah. they do the stuff, and it's really annoying me. Like just totally destroys the sense of disbelief. At least Shane actually used one of the bits, though, and um, smashed Braun Strowman over the headway. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was like, "What? The, where the fuck did they get that?" And I was, "Oh wait, it's a wee platform." Also, I mean, also the 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 fucking the janitor who's left his toolbox hanging next to the cage <laughs> getting fired in the morning. I'll tell you that. I know. Can't um, get the bloody staff these days. I mean, health and safety. Again, they're ripping up. With, they've kind of kind of calmed their jets. I mean, Braun, uh, Braun Strowman was all doing all these mad things like pulling down scaffolding. The ripping of the cage was a great spot, and pulling ah, them back in with I thought was was a great spot. So surprisingly, all right, it was all right. Then we moved into we you know we're alluding to this, Alex, presumably debutant of the night. We had Miz and John Morrison versus Damien Priest and Bad Bunny, and holy fuck. It how... started from his entrance, didn't it? The minute you rocked in in that fucking massive truck. I mean, I'm assuming that's his thing. I always don't know very much about Bad Bunny. But... I don't know much about Bad Bunny either. But he was, he, from the way he came in from the start to the way he wrestled the match, from the way he took the win, I thought everything about him was a class act. And I even really liked a little bit with the advert for his tour with Triple H the night before yeah. when Trips gives him like the Triple H microphone. He's like, what was it he said? He said, like, you've done your stuff here. Now we've got to let you go be or something like that. And Yeah, you go do what you do. That's what it was. Uh, I, was. I just, I, I, thought, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I've mentioned that every week on Raw. I think he's been one of the highlights of Raw this year, which it sounds insane to say that. Uh, he's just came in, hurdles a respect for the business. Seemed like all he wanted to do was do a good job and earn respect. And I think he has earned a lot of respect for, you know, the wrestlers have been vocal about it, but for the fans as well. Absolutely amazing. A lot of credit to Miz and John Morrison as well. I think yeah. they, they they done a great job with him, especially Morrison, that Canadian destroyer on that side. Absolutely incredible. I, that was like one of the spots of the weekend for me. I, that just blew me away. I, incredible. He sold so well. You know, it's, we're talking about his offense here, but he sold so well for, and I mean, like you say, Morrison and Miz did really well for him as well. But um Brilliant, absolutely great, and you know the right. Ma- we knew where it was going to end. Him uh, taking the win as well, and just phenomenal. Who's better though, Bad Bunny or Pat McAfee? Bad Bunny, Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny, yeah. Bad like because yeah. Pat's Pat's all about these like kind of big kind of flurries of high spots and like his big kind of moment. Well, Bad Bunny was just consistently good, and, and also, I mean, Pat McAfee. I, I feel like this. It's a bit cheap on Pat McAfee, but he's definitely got an advantage with the athletic background. Bad Bunny's a singer. Is it like Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. To, to be able to get away with being that athletic, going through that kind of match with it just blown up is absolutely unreal for, for somebody but that's not used to that. And he's not exactly, he's not overly big, big Bad oh. Bunny, I wouldn't say. Like Pat McAfee, you know, is, I think he's got a bit yeah. more beef and size to him as well. Let's get a match. Pat versus Bad Bunny. It's got to happen. <laughs> Next WrestleMania caught now, like they did with Rock and Cena. Get well, it's not that, but my first thought was uh, who's getting Meltzer's Rookie of the Year if it's no Bad Bunny? Needs to be him. And I, I don't remember the last time that I watched a celebrity wrestle, apart from Pat McAfee probably, and went, I really want to see them wrestle again. Stephen Amell. <laughs> Stephen Amell. Oh, aye, Stephen, Amell. Stephen Amell was incredible as well, but he would be the last one. Yeah, but that honestly, MVP of the night, incredible. And then the main event, um, Sasha versus Bianca, just the the emotion on both of their faces before that bit, especially Bianca. The one was, bad thing, Bianca gave away the finish. Bianca, by crying Bianca the gave away the finish. <laughs> gave away the finish by being too happy. Like, you know, you could say, because she knew, you could tell in Bianca's face. That she I'm winning win this that title match. tonight, yeah. I, I don't know, because I, I still think that, like, the magnitude of the occasion, I'm like, I think even if you're all losing that match, you would still be emotional. So I, I'm, I'm choosing to believe that. 
I think <laughs> you could see it in Sasha's face as well, though. And like, and then of course there's the picture of Sasha on the floor smiling. From it was almost like, as well, so. it was almost like Sasha wanted to get over there and give her a big cuddle at the start. You could see that looking her in Sasha's face, like it's all right, it's fine. But you know, I was incredible to see that emotion. But honest to God, Bianca was. This was, I guess, this is match of the night, wasn't it? I mean, the spot, yep. that spot where she uh, military pressed the, the Asha up the stairs. Oh, un- unbelievable, unbelievable. That and the hair whip, uh, which you could see uh, even a couple of days later, there was a photo of Sasha, I don't know where she was, wearing like a sports bra, where her side was exposed and you could still see the mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it was like, fucking hell, that was just hair. Like, uh, how does it make that much of a mark? But um, no, I thought this was... You know, we've all been very, very vocal about how bad the build to this was, how it didn't need the Reginald stuff and it didn't need anything else. It just needed them to, you know, build to a wrestling match. So props to WWE for not putting Reginald in there for a start. That's the one thing that, you know, I'm so glad that didn't happen. But, you know, means to an end, all the bad builds didn't matter because what we got was... You know, one of the best WrestleMania main events in years. I think I, I thought it was yeah. like I would go that far as to say definitely match of the night, arguably up there for match of the week, um, and just absolutely brilliant. Is it better yeah, it than been... the other? Is it better than Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda? Yes, yes. I'm, not, I'm, I'm unsure answer. about the end moment. The end moment, I think, of the Becky one was that you know I love that visual with the two belts. Um, but the Bianca one is it's definitely equal. But the match was hundred, you know, maybe even a hundred times better. I was going to say there. Uh, I think it probably, I amazing. Yeah, incredible. And the thing is, it establishes Bianca as a star now because I think I think they've not went into identifying her character since she's come up from NXT. They've really not. She's like Gradle was message message me saying it's the first WrestleMania. I don't even know who this woman is in the, in the main event. It does. I think they've done the odd wee tiny good thing. Like I love the the one that I always go back to was that um, obstacle course with oh, Bailey. Yeah, with Bailey and she yeah. lifted Otis on her shoulders. Like the, the wee bits like that. But I think they've been smart about it. Where they've they've apart from being she's been pinned in tag team matches, I guess. But they've they've made her look brilliant. And even looking back at the Royal Rumble. When she won over Ripley, it was like, uh, both of them got their WrestleMania moments. So, yeah. <laughs> absolutely amazing. No, that, that, was, that was the funny thing. I was convinced it was only going to be one, but no, both of them got it. So Abs- Absolutely. So we'll get on tonight to the incredible main event. Match of the night for that then, guys? At the, the... For night yeah, one, anyway. definitely Bianca definitely. Sasha. Definitely, yeah. Cesaro and Seth is close, but, but couldn't they be it It didn't else? have the emotion. Of... Yeah. Nah, and what, what, was, what was the low point? I'm going to go for Samoa Joe and a poncho. personally i thought night one was didn't really have a note below point i thought it was well booked from start to finish it was a consistently good show it was personally night i was drunk so i mean that helped (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um let's move on to night two have you got a low light actually gary before we move on i don't think so because even the, the the one that i would point to is because of what happened in night two so i think night night one overall brilliant yeah yeah great night night two then the Sunday night um, started badly, didn't it? WrestleMania <laughs> Hangover is uh, what it should have been called. Yeah, it's the WrestleMania Hangover. So we talk about the match that has been one of the most talked about matches on the card: the Fiend versus Randy Orton. <sighs> Where do you can we start? talk about those entrances first? Can we talk about the positives? Like, yes. like how good is Alexa Bliss in that character? I think Gary was saying it last oh, week. Even oh, in her, I... even in her entrance. 
you can see it with the face and with the expressions. And I mean, I, I like the idea of the box and I can see why they used it obviously with the finish and stuff, but it was a little bit weird the way that he, they took a long time to show you it, if you know what I mean. And you were like, how long has Randy Orton been staring at this box? And then they cut to Randy and Randy looks really surprised to see the box. And you're like, but you've been looking at this for the past 10 minutes. I'm really confused. The, the weirdest part for me, and I like, I, I liked a lot about this. I know that I'm in the minority. I liked a lot about it. Um, but the weirdest thing for me was the walking through the tunnel. And I get that it was just to show you the transformation. But where was the tunnel? <laughs> It wasn't even good. It wasn't even like good. Oh, you could see the little jump and stuff. It wasn't even a good overlay. They could have done it. Like it could have done something cooler. Why, why, the did, why like. did they make the call to have him suddenly go back to the old fiend? I wonder. I suppose. I think it would have been fucking impossible to wrestle in that bunt costume. Right. <laughs> Plus as well, was it just me or has he got a new fiend mask? Because you, the nose is a little bit more pointed and it looks like he's got more space around his eyes and it's a bit more fitted because he did look yep. a little bit more mobile in the ring. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's probably only been redesigned to make it more comfortable to wrestle in. Um, but it did look a lot better as well. Uh, but I, a lot of people were saying it looks too white, too clean. A lot of people saying it wasn't Bray Wyatt, which I thought was hilarious because you could see his tattoos um, and his fucking hair. Uh, but uh, Bo I, Dallas, I, just shoved Bo in there. For the that's day. everybody was saying Bo Dallas, and I'm like, have you seen Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt side by side? They look nothing alike, despite being brothers. Uh, but I, I thought it was. You know, all the entrances were good, apart for that wee overlay thing that Alex mentioned and the tunnel was a bit... But I loved it. The story, you know, the jack-in-the-box, it all played in nicely to the story. Yeah. I feel like if you condense this down to, like, one, two-minute package, you get a good story. It, it's just had so many lowlights. Like, it's it, when it hits, it hits. When it doesn't hit, it is shit. Like, it is absolutely terrible. Um, mm. But the match was just bizarre. It yeah. was absolutely bizarre. Oh, the end to the match, sorry. Was the end bizarre. to the match, yeah. I mean, it now appears that Alexa Bliss is in control of The Fiend. That looks obviously like it's the end of Randy Orton and The Fiend, which is good news, and we can move on. But where the fuck did they go with The Fiend character next? I don't know where they can go with it. I don't know what they can do with it. It's just overexposed. I just... A match with Alexa Bliss, I think, is the answer. <laughs> I just... How do we get how do we rebuild them back up? We make him feud with, with, with a female. That's terrific. Let's do that. That's yeah. so I, I'm, I'm annoyed at myself because like the end, like I, I've liked a lot, but even the end I was like, huh? Like I, I loved everything until the kind of stare down and then just they blacked it and it was like, oh okay, I guess we need to wait to find it. But mm-hmm. annoyingly, it's like so good slash bad that the thing I was most excited about ahead of Raw last night wasn't any of the new champions. It was where do we go with this shite story? So, so I'm playing into the game. Yeah. So did they did they make her wear Alexa Bliss wear a crown that was seeping out black goo? Yes. I, I believe so. I am guessing that had like tubing yeah. around it. To... And it was like stuck to the box and it was all part of the yeah, I just just stupid. One thing is a lot of people are, and I think they're reaching with this, but a lot of people are pointing at the way she was sitting, the pentagram and the black mass, Alistair Black. Um, but I think that's a big reach. I would love it to happen, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not convinced that, uh, that it's but that well. Alistair, of... Right, a dark, so it's going to be a darker Alex, Alistair, that the potential theory is of Alistair Black coming back as some sort, you know, the, the kind of character and being with Alexa Bliss and then it goes to the Fiend versus, right, okay, I can that, see That's that. what people are thinking. I don't think it's that. I think it's, I think they've thought out as much as they've went, right, Alexa Bliss has been holding this Jack in the Box, the Fiend is con- in control of her, and then it turns out the Fiend was inside the Jack in the Box all along. Um, 
fucking wrestling's mental, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see, like, it's, 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 it's actually slightly clever storytelling if you prepare the story correctly so that it all makes sense, isn't it? But it's it feels like they've just taken a dot and they've been like, let's connect these dots and hope someone gives us credit for it. And it would have also been, I think there's a way to make it work with it also. And I'm going to be that guy. And I hate being that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. There's a way to make it work with it, pinning the fiend again. <laughs> and I hate being that guy. Like an RKO at is pinned. Yeah. The guy, the guy caught fire and managed to heal himself, and I guess it did take six months. But uh, but then he gets dropped to a fucking vintage Orton DDT, and then also an RKO. So it's it's bizarre. I don't get it, but I'm still going to watch every week to to see, see what the fuck they do with it next. Um, women's tag match was up after that mental thing, and it was Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, uh... just to bring the crowd back up. That's why it was in there. <laughs> Versus Tamina and Natalia. This was okay compared to what it... we previously witnessed. So yeah, it was, it was fine. It was okay. It was fine. It was fine. Ma- match was good. It ends baffling. It... Why did they not give Tamina? Because the crowd were right behind Tamina and Natalia, let me tell you, especially when uh, Tamina's doing this. It was a really stupid ending, though, with like Natalia like missing the tag and stuff like that. It just made Natalia look really silly. Trying to get yeah. like, it just yeah, like, like this veteran of the ring doesn't realize that there's the wrong person that, that she was had in the submission. It just yeah, um, but yeah, um, I, I felt sorry for Natalia and Tamina. I thought they should have had the titles on them and given them the WrestleMania moment because they both deserve a WrestleMania moment. I know, uh, like you know, Natalia's just been there for a vault and she has, I'd say, one of the best technical wrestlers in terms of women of all time, Tamina. We don't see a lot of her. A lot of people like to make her, you know, the kind of butt of the joke. But she's loved backstage. Absolutely loved backstage. And I think that in itself is like enough to gear a moment because she's just never had a moment. I get all the, you know, it's difficult because of who her father was. And they do the tribute spot with the frog splash as well. Um, but I just feel like it was the right time. And when are they ever going to have that moment again? Or the opportunity to do that moment again, unless they redo it next year? Unless yeah. she wins, I don't know, that one of them will win the May Young Battle Royale Classic at some point. Ah, if that comes back next year, I guess. But I, was just, I, just, I just felt like they set themselves up perfectly and then didn't pull the trigger. No, very strange. Very strange. Yeah, it, it just felt like a bit of a damp squid overall, that story, literally, didn't it? But, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and Naya and Shayna, I just don't get well. I don't understand. I don't know where they go with it. I don't know where they go next. No. But you notice they, they, had, they had a joint uh, joint team like um, entrance and stuff as well. Like they had both their names on the graphic and stuff. So maybe they're leaving them together for a while. Yeah. Nah. Maybe right. put some effort into it. So Nah. Nah. <laughs> 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 uh, Next match, um, one I was rooting for to was Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul at ringside for this match. And it went the way we thought a Kevin Owens-Sami Zayn match would go. Good match. Didn't live up to some of their previous encounters, unfortunately. Um, especially when it was at WrestleMania, I didn't think, unless someone wants to argue against me. Perfect for what it was, just too short. Yeah, too short. And, and, and Kevin Owens didn't jump after the pirate ship. <laughs> in his defense the pirate ship was fucking huge like it was after i saw that i was like okay he's not jumping I, I did hear a rumor there was a crash map behind the pirate ship set up for a spot but they couldn't use it because it was too wet oh i didn't hear that they couldn't use it but i heard that there was a crash mat set up that would explain it if it was too wet but it's again i mean for how 
Aye, but for how short the match was, I don't know how you fit that spot in. But um, I, I loved the end there. I thought the end was, you know, was exactly what we expected. <laughs> so, so I didn't mind it. I, I wouldn't have minded Sami Zayn well, winning and then that's well, what happened. Well, they've kind of turned Sami Zayn a wee bit face there properly, have they not? Like now he went from being the maniac that everyone's like, oh, you're just in a conspiracy, Sami, to everyone's been really sympathetic to him. And I loved having JBL back on commentary. I know he's a knob, but having him for one match was terrific. Yeah, why did they bring out JBL for that match? It was bizarre. Uh, so essentially what happened across the weekend is Tom Phillips got pulled last minute because of COVID protocols. So they were a commentator that, down. Right. right. Yeah, so that's why you had a lot of different, you know, Booker T even jumped in for one. You had a lot of different uh, commentators. Right. So, so I've right. heard rumours that did, was Tom Phillips on Raw last night or did they start with a No, don't even get me started on your replacement. Okay, uh, we'll get to that. Fantastic. <laughs> I haven't heard anything we'll about that. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so yeah, Logan Paul, it, it was a stone cold ending, but we all wanted Logan Paul getting stunner. So happy, happy days for everyone. Um, next up, United States champion match riddle versus sheamus sheamus going over and winning the belt that was another bit of a surprise there it was a good match oh i, I, I this was the kind of match that again i was like oh i know it's going to be a good match but because I, you know i still had a few things to write up i was like i'll sacrifice this match i've seen them wrestle a lot you know i don't need to watch it properly so i only half paid attention um but what i see now is like just what i expected what I didn't expect was Sheamus winning, but I don't mind it because I think Sheamus is brilliant. He deserves, like, a WrestleMania moment. He's had a lot of them, but he deserved that one. And he was also wearing the same gear that he wore when he squashed Daniel Bryan uh, a good few years ago. I which didn't know that. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, as soon as I seen that gear, I was like, oh, maybe he's winning this, by the way. Arguably his best WrestleMania performance from Sheamus, to be fair. Um, and that broke kick spot the looked brutal. finish was superb. It looked uh, brutal. And you could see. I like the way Riddle just sat in the ring and selling it for like the next five minutes as his face was bleeding, looking genuinely surprised. Yeah, no, it, it was good. I just hate what they've done with Matt Riddle's character. I really despise the made. <laughs> Did you not like the the birds were white this time with pirate hats? Oh my god! You're the birds with pirate seagulls with pirate hats. They switched up from the parrots to seagulls. Oh my god! But hey ho, it was good for hey ho. Well, you got a nice pirate one in there as well. <laughs> and then we get on to the Nigerian drum fight for the IC title and another title change. No, I have a huge complaint about this match. Right? Okay, right? this is the Nigerian drum match. They didn't use a single fucking drum as a weapon, <laughs> and they started off in a basic kendo stick match. What the fuck? It's it's almost as if they didn't know what a Nigerian drum fight was until they uh, realised that they'd say that. So I was um, I was really disappointed. I expected Nigerian warriors beating drums on the outside. I thought it'd be an amazing spectacle. And then no, we didn't. You didn't even get a drum used. It was just basically we a got go. fight. And um, and Baba Tunde has had three more. Uh, sorry, he's had more name changes than he's had matches because he's now had three three name changes. And he's he's apparently a general now, is he? He's also had a promotion. Commodore. Commodore Aziz. Commodore Aziz. Name. Is this is Dabakato. This is Dabakato. Dabakato slash Dabatunde. He has, uh, he's Polish and of Nigerian descent, so at least it makes sense nationality-wise. You know, a, he has probably proud uh, Is Nigeria a socialist country? Because Commodore is a very socialist title. Um, I, I'm not politically informed enough to be able to answer that one, sadly. <laughs> uh, I love these gear, though. <laughs> it looked, <it> looked apart. <laughs> so we've now got Dabakato. We've got Dabakato, we've got one big guy as a heater for AJ Styles, and then we've got the other guy now with um, a Polo Cruz. So we've got Dabakato 
on one side uh, our Commodore, what's his name? Commodore Aziz. Commodore Aziz. And then we've got obviously Big Omos over there. When when those two get together in the ring, it's going to be absolute dick. Royal Rumble. Yeah, Royal Rumble moment. <laughs> but, uh, I, I just, I think he looked good as well, but I do think, you know, Apollo Crews, again, nice him to get a wee WrestleMania moment. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> doesn't it doesn't hurt Biggie too much. He can move on as well. But again, you you fall into this thing where you've got Cesaro and Biggie. That's it. It's who's going to be you up against Reigns. That's the next opponent. You, you feed him Biggie first. Cesaro's still being built. Yeah, Biggie. Biggie's, Biggie's ready to be fed. Yeah, <laughs> Biggie big, can big. come back from a feeding, but I don't. He's think... been just up enough. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he'll be fine. He can come back because uh, Cesaro's not ready. He's not ready to be right. Fed. Okay, okay. So we reckon Biggie next up with, with Roman then. But yeah, I, I think Paul Cruz the the. You know, as a character in the last few months, has really been built and he's looked great. I think the character's changed, done all this, and now he's got this heater beside him to, to you know, that's going to help matters as well. So good big heel um, action like that. So Paul walks away as IC champion, and we reckon Biggie on towards WrestleMania. Um, right, let's go to. The World Women's Championship match. It was Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. I just something I also had to bury from the Biggie drum match. I've missed Biggie's oh. entrance. The rapper was so off point in Wally. We couldn't lip sync his own music, but we can move past that. I'm sorry. I, just <laughs> I, I am not a Wally fan myself, so I'm not going to defend. He was so that. off point. He kept fucking it up, but yeah. We'll, 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 it hurts me to say I don't think it was the worst musical for performance of the night, which we'll get into. In a, Ripley versus Oscar did not. I don't know if it was the crowd. I don't know if it just it was a match that hadn't been built. But I just I just didn't think they connected. I didn't think Ripley is a bit weird as well. I think I, I think just it. sometimes you get two people that are good but don't have chemistry. Yeah, I think it's just that because I mean I know we'll mention it, but they they've done a rematch on Raw as well that kind of was in the same vein. Uh, but I it was you know that Nash Costello. I, I I get it. That song must be fucking hard to perform, and particularly in an outdoor open air venue, because the, the like the stage isn't set up for music. It's just no the way to do it. Having her sing as you know she's fighting a losing battle, but it didn't sound good. It really didn't sound good. <laughs> if, you, if you do listen to the song back, you can tell that that like the main the this is my this is my has been recorded on like three yeah. separate tracks. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It needed to have at least give her some kind of backing vocalist or something, maybe. But I'm assuming she's maybe not played that song live very often. No, I don't think she ever has because uh, it's that's not a, it's only a WWE song. Like they just got her in to record the vocals for it. But I just feel like it was a hard song to do because you know like all WWE music, it's overproduced quite heavily <laughs> yeah. before it actually gets to, to being a titantron thing so the entrance was like uh, and then the match it was just one of the ones where again I'm not sure if we just had the high standard for the night before that kind of offset it but it was just like okay I yeah guess, like, we, we got the win okay <laughs> I thought they, they just didn't seem to have the chemistry that oh. um, you know you looked at Bianca and Sasha the night before. I don't know if it's they hadn't worked together that often because the build was so short. To you know it was it was just there wasn't much build to this match at all. And then we got the match. Maybe that it needed a bit more in ring work with the two girls. Uh, but yeah, it was it? It was it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, and then on to the main event, which was the match. Again, match of the night for me. Um, we'll get to your match tonight in a minute. But Daniel Bryan 
Reigns and Edge. We're all argued who's going to win this match, and it was Alex. You were right, weren't you? You said Roman Reigns. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think Edge pinned Daniel Bryan first. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I have a theory right after this because of the way they've booked this now. Is I have a bit of a theory that because the, the way they're going to tell the story right is that Edge lost to Roman because he turned himself heel, and they're going to have like a year of redemption arc. And he's going to turn himself back face and come full circle and beat Roman next year as a face. And that will be the story behind it. That's my call now, basically. I think, that's uh, yes, I think it's, a, it's a good shout because, I mean, we, I know like, Edge's character has been a bit of a dick, but we still want to cheer him. Like, you, you still heard that Roman Reigns got some booze. Uh, that was nice. Uh, it's nice yeah. that we actually still get booed when he's meant to get booed. Um, but I, I, I thought this was a great match. I've but said Edge's that a few face. times. Oh, it, it wasn't it wasn't quite as good as his facial expression at the Royal Rumble in front of fans the, the last time we seen him wrestle in front of fans but it was still good Daniel Bryan he just looked he looked like he just looked so I've got a screenshot of it and I've changed it multiple <laughs> WhatsApp group fucking pictures it's uh, I, I thought this was, I, I've mentioned it a few times triple threat matches I just think they can be really clunky and I'm not normally a fan of them a fair few have changed my mind though and this was up there with them a 20 minute match you know, 20 minutes, triple threat, I'd be like, ah, it's probably not going to be very good. This was brilliant. And it was just one of the ones where, contrary to, you know, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, this had the build. The build was incredible. Yeah. And then the match was great. So it just everything was good about it. It just all paid off. Yeah. Um, right person went over, Reigns going over. Yeah. And I think they, they... either of them, I think. Yeah. And they, they used the, as Gary said, they used the triple step stipulation really well. They, they, they built with it. They didn't have too much interference from, say, Jey Uso. And you forget how good Paul Heyman's face is at selling when he's just like, the camera work was terrific. Like, whenever Reigns was in, when he was in that double, uh, the double Cross submission face, from the two of them. Uh, yeah, that was great. Just Paul behind going absolutely insane. And, you know, it just adds so many layers. Yeah, and the headbutton spot between our button heads with each other was great. Oh, yeah, the but- double spear into each other. That was the one thing. I really wanted Daniel Bryan to spear the two of them. So yeah. I just think that would have been beautiful. Yeah. And he could pull his head by, which I didn't think he was allowed to do anymore. Yeah. Concerto. The concerto as well. As well. To, to oh, yeah. well if you're gonna if you're gonna pull that back, you can pull it back in the main event of WrestleMania. Aye, I, yeah. I think yeah. this is you know, as long as the only thing that would have been a wee bit dubious would have been if Reigns get pinned, but I think any outcome of this was fine because they just built it up so well. Yeah, yeah, and then I reckon the where, where they go next. We've talked about. I think Reigns will move on to a big E now, maybe. Um, but I think there's probably a story to tell between Edge and Daniel Bryan going forward, isn't there? I think we'll get Edge Daniel Bryan going forward. Yeah. I, I think that is the story to tell. I mean, notice who was wearing very unified gear though. Oh uh, yes, rated R. Yeah, uh, yeah. Both Edge and Randy were wearing white with red and black highlights as if they had colour coordinated. So maybe that could also be a little bit of a drop of, because now they're both uh, heel again. So maybe that could be somewhere they can go together. Yep. I thought that as well. And then someday, someday I seen pointed that, that it might have just been because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wear those colours. But at the same Scary. time, I'm Stop like, that's, <laughs> but also I'm like, that's very face to wear the colours of the team that's playing there. And none of them are particularly face. Yeah, so, uh, but I, I thought that was uh, I spotted that as well. I was like, oh, that could be a, that could be nice. I, I think it'd be a bit of a waste of both men, but it would be nice. Yeah. So match of the night for you guys. Main event. Main event. Yeah. Low light. Um, Shayna Baszler and uh, 
Nia Jax winning. Yeah. The, the death of the fiend, actually, for me. I think the fact they've opened the show as well made it more painful. Yeah. I said uh, that was a point. I said that um, if Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn opened the show, I think it would have been a very different feel to the full event. I think they just, like, Kevin Owens, like, how hard must it be to lift a crowd that is that deflated? But he done it, uh, like, straight away just by kicking the ropes. <laughs> I, I literally can't believe that that's what they decided to start with, personally. Uh, like, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. You it's still- like... The, you put that in the middle or you put that pre-main event because even if you think it's going to be a questionable finish, you know, I mean, everyone's going to pump right back up the minute they hear Mark Ride of the Valkyries, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Aye. So, yeah. Aye. Yeah. Well, okay. WrestleMania then as a whole, how does it rate as a, a event as a whole for the two nights? I've seen it, people it have seen up, it really slate. I thought it was a decent WrestleMania. I, I there were a lot of low points, but there was more high points than there was low points for me. How how much did we all say last year's WrestleMania was great? I think this was better than last year's. Yeah. So so I, I, I get it. Night two was a wee bit disappointing, but last year as well, we look back and we remember the good stuff. Like you don't really remember the bad stuff that happened. So I think in a year's time or something, we might think the same about this one. I thought it was really good, especially given the fact that it could have been completely cancelled <laughs> within the first hour. Um, <laughs> I just I, I thought it was really good when you when you think we get two main events that both delivered. Yeah. And then you know the undercards as well in terms of Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I think it's hard to complain about it. I think if you're complaining about that, you're probably barking up the wrong tree in terms of well you're complaining about wrestling. Uh, and just watch Raw afterwards and you'll realise how good WrestleMania was. Yes. I think the thing to highlight as well is I think the, the night one was stronger than night two. And you know what it's like when your first night's better than your second night. People always remember how you finished, not how you started. Yeah. Hill yeah. starting strong, ending. No, middle was a bit weak. Ending was actually also strong. So, yeah, maybe. No real point there. Sorry. It would, it would, no, it, could, it would have been nice, I think, to have had, because uh, it's the first um, WrestleMania about the crowds, having the crowd go out. And, you know, having the, you know, there's been very few manias where the heels went out as champion at the end. I don't think you can count them in one hand how many times that has happened. Um, so it would have been nice, obviously, with the crowds being back in to have a nice story of Daniel Bryan or a Drew going out as winner in the main event. But I guess you got that night one, Bianca. I, I think that's the perfect thing about having yeah. two nights. You could do both. Yeah, it's fine. that is true. Also, we didn't have to go through a seven hour wrestling show. Right, Aye. a lot to be said for that. I mean, I'm sitting here saying I'm burnt out, yes, but at least I got to deal with it in manageable chunks over <laughs> multiple days, not in one fucking sitting. So, so WrestleMania, that was your WrestleMania week. Let's quickly, because uh, it just happened last night, come to Raw. It's the Raw after WrestleMania. It's the big Raw of the year. It's when the NXT people pop up. It's when people you don't know about pop up. Um. However, we got some of that. We got some of that. Gary, uh, talk us through or all last night. We, we had a change in commentary, first of all. Aye. Um, so we had Adnan Virk from MLB fame, I believe, uh, which I would like to say it's difficult to throw something into this position, but he's accompanied now by Byron Saxton and Corey Graves. Did kind of expect that, you know, those two are going to carry a lot of the weight. Aye, they're, they're going to be, you know carrying the show and just letting this guy find his feet a bit and they've done a really good job here and I really don't want to dunk on the guy too much because I, I get how difficult it must be especially if you've not got a wrestling background but it came across as if the guy was watching his first wrestling show uh, it, it, two phrases that kind of stood out for me one he went well oh, a nice little kick 
It's like, it's wrestling, that's not selling anything. Nice little kick. And then that's the kind of move that will hurt both of them. And it was just like, what? It, it, had, <laughs> I, it, had, it had no no knowledge. And play by play, again, colour commentary, you can just stick a wee bit of personality and be a bit of a dick, be a heel or, you know, be a baby face. And it'll work. You can find your feet. It's so hard to find your feet on play-by-play. And I think Tom Phillips did struggle at the start as well, and he grew into it. So I hold a wee bit of hope. But this guy, he just didn't have energy either. He didn't, I was like, going to say, there uh, was no enthusiasm really dull. there. There was no, no. Enth- at least Tom Phillips had that from the, the, go, the get-go. So you what, know? Was, I, what was Tom Phillips' background before he joined WWE out of interest? Was a he... broadcaster, but he was a WWE. He was a wrestling fan, but he was okay, like a, yeah, he was just a think, broadcaster generally for sports. Like I American think the problem football. is that they've, now that since, if, ever since Mauro, they probably just assumed that other commentators can come in. But what they forgot was Mauro was A, a wrestling fan, and B, a fucking yes. MMA commentator, which is yes. the closest thing you can be to a wrestling commentator. I seen there was a why, because at least you can even put in things that wrestling fans want to know the names of yeah. certain moves yeah. that has been done. But um, the thing about this guy was it was just <laughs> like the energy was a big point because Mauro has the energy. Maybe too much for me. I'm no big on Mauro's style of commentary personally. Um, but the one thing that a lot of people were saying about uh, Adnan Verk in terms of praise, well, they were saying. He's bringing this real sports feel. He's no robotic. And I'm like, the real sports feel, I don't think he brings a real sports feel at all. It's, it comes across as a guy that doesn't really know what he's talking about. Uh, I, I hope it changes next week. But I, for me, he, like, between that and the, it's now in the, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, Youngling Center, I think it's called. Like, the Thunderdome's now moved. So it looks more cramped. I think it was off to a bad start. Um, the first 50 odd minutes, I thought, were quite good. And then it just died on its arse. It just became really bad. So <laughs> the NXT returns and then and the major return. The Viking yeah. Raiders was a big return, and yeah. Charlotte Flair was a big return, cutting a brilliant promo. But apart from that, it was just bad. that was it. So the row after WrestleMania, we had Bobby Lashley kicking off against Riddle. Basically, Riddle getting absolutely battered and buried. Did they see the the flip flops turning into birds, which was a good highlight? Yeah, that, that, that is very true. Um, the, I guess he put that down to excuse that he was attacked before the bell. But yeah, Viking Raiders return. Um, got you know it was a decent tag match with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, whatever you're going to call them these days. Have you seen their replacements? Well, yes. we're going to get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. We had a rematch from Ripley. We had, first of all, we had Charlotte Flair come down to the ring, cutting a great promo. And just that, that, that was a highlight of the night for me. Yeah. Absolutely amazing promo. Just seemed Charlotte very comfortable. Again. Charlotte being a dickhead again, which is she never she should never be faced. Charlotte should never be faced because she's just you know a dickhead. But so we're versus Oscar from WrestleMania replay of that for the women's championship. But Charlotte um came down, interfered, and I'll be interested to see what happens to that going forward. So if they go triple. I was- I was a bit of a head away from tweeting this and a few people did and thankfully had to rescind the words and I was very close to it when I was going to say, this is a lot better than the WrestleMania match and then they had a big slip on the apron that just was yeah, not good. And that cruci- <laughs> then they had the crucifix kind of pin attempt thing that went wrong. Uh, yeah, just- Again, the chemistry just wasn't there. It was nah. a bit... Yeah, but Charlotte's great. I mean, Charlotte is, you know, we we talked earlier on about EO being the best. She's got a long way to go to beat Charlotte for me. Um, Especially, I think, I, I think Charlotte Flair's weak point was always promos. Just, I thought they were fine. Yeah. They're just a wee bit kind of robotic. Sometimes didn't quite have the intensity. Last night was just, it seemed like she didn't have a script. 
I see yep. that she was just that they have like bullet points and just pff, on you go. And it was no, she was great, great. Uh, then we had Miz and John Morrison versus Damien Priest in a handicap match with obviously the the whole the whole thing was to promote Miz and Mrs coming back because Maurice was there as well. And, and we get Damien Priest's first main roster loss being to a man in his pants with his trousers around his ankles. <laughs> yes, uh, 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 it's baffling. Baffling. Like I get it, but I hate it. Yeah. Um, so there we had that and then we're back to the well with Shayna Baszler and Deanna Jackson versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose which was terrible because they just focused on Mandy Rose's trip at WrestleMania she's, now just, she, she's no longer Mandy Rose in WWE's eyes she is woman who slept at WrestleMania and that's yeah. now got to be her character it's like when R-Truth said a name wrong 10 years ago and now he's just been funny guy Ever since he's just been funny guy, and he's never going to be taken seriously. And the whole again. spot of Nia Jax slipping on to cause the match. Uh, just... Nia, Nia Jax is now a clutch. She fell twice, I think. Yeah, she fell coming into the twice. ring, and then off. Yeah. And then the, the most annoying part for me is the fact that the the, the face is just left. That's yeah. fine. We, don't, we, we we attacked Nia Jax earlier in the night. Completely fearless, baby face. You know, absolutely brilliant. And then, oh no, Nia Jax is angry. We'll just take the count out loss. Yep. There we go. Then New Day versus Elias and Jackson Riker. At least like New Day <laughs> won that one. And Another then... awkward moment for for race relations and WWE <laughs> right there, isn't it? Jack, Jackson Riker, he's big America flag on his trunks. <laughs> then <laughs> after like... earlier on the night, Drew, Randy, and Braun all making their case for being number one contender. We had a triple threat for. The number one contender match, um, and we had Drew winning that, so we get a WrestleMania replay between him and Bobby at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, but then we had MVP bringing out T-Bar and Mesta track Drew at the end. What the fuck? I, 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 I don't get it. Like, you've let go, like storyline, you've let go of two guys that were beating these guys every week to bring the guys that have been losing to your former partners. Why, uh, why would you not also like even try and repackage them? Why, does why not put them back? Why not put them? But yeah. Not I hope they wear suits with the masks. Uh, that's that's yeah, my one. Mask them. Go back to the NXT. Have they not changed them slightly so they're now both wearing the same mask? Yes. Yeah, so like I think they, those two are going to do some kind of weird uh, ascension type and T-Bar's hair is growing back and he's not wearing the makeup anymore, which I keep noticing because I'm going, ah, the perfect for an unmasking. Um, but uh, it's just, I, I just don't get it. I feel like it's good for the guys, you know, getting the spot, but why, I don't care for Why it. take Shelton and Cedric Alexander, the best thing on Raw, out of a fucking great faction, and then add these, oh, just what a mess. What an absolute mess. They couldn't thing- even brought Cedric in... Um, Shelton back in, you know what I mean? They could have easily have done that, seeing that the deal's been broke between, you know, and they're back with the heart business. Oh. Like, what would have been better than last night? Anything. Like, I honestly think that I don't think they could have done worse than what they've done with it because they've, they, I mean, they've cut the legs out for Mason T Bar anyway. I mean, they look, I think they look good in terms of appearance and stuff, but they've just cut the legs out for under them. No, anyway, almost so an AJ on the sh- show either. No, they did. Seamus, it was on Raw Talk as well. No, Seamus. Yes. Uh, we... See the big ones that you had that made you tune into Raw? Ah, forget about them. You're not going to see the folk that are champions. And all we got was Viking. It was great to see Viking Raiders back, an uh, actual tag team for doing tag team wrestling. That was good. Uh, Charlotte being back was good as well. But again, 
nothing exciting. We didn't have those pop moments that we all remember for the Raw. I guess it helped the fact... I don't think the Raw um, after WrestleMania is quite what the Raw after WrestleMania used to be. No, especially with the crowds not being in. I was going to say, probably struggled as well with the crowd being there for two days and then not there the last day. But it was just a bit of a mess. Like... Especially having zero NXT arrivals because that's the one thing that everybody now expects. I know it's not a given. And also, if they had an NXT arrival or mentioned people's NXT pasts, it would do the thing that Triple H said and perfectly lead into to, to tomorrow night's NXT or tonight's NXT tomorrow's when you're watching Raw. Yeah, well, I guess that, that we we started off high. Night one of NXT standing over with ended in a complete low. Because I was saying it was the seven days of WWE, so tonight is the seventh day. So they can end on a high with with NXT. Because this is going to be what? The third NXT in six days. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and if we're being completely canon, I mean AEW has has been mentioned an abundance on WWE's network this weekend. So yeah, I AEW went, and Wednesday's kind of. <laughs> even talk about Chris Jericho in the Austin podcast, which yeah. was really, a really good watch. Really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, so all in all, guys, a week of wrestling in the WWE. What do we take from this full week? What's your main takeaway from this full week of wrestling? Nothing wrong. Don't watch Raw. <laughs> Don't watch Raw and you'll probably like everything else. <laughs> Is yeah. <that> yeah. <laughs> Exciting times. I mean, we've got, I guess, a lot of storylines going forward from it and we'll see where we are come SummerSlam time, I guess. Um, I think we might see some SmackDown. I think we might see some NXT people on SmackDown this Friday. I've got a funny feeling Finn Balor might turn up. It could be a shout. The only thing is that I think, I mean, maybe it's been long enough, but it did seem like when he went back to NXT, it was like, if you could have translated his promo and his interviews into two words, it was thank fuck. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe enough times elapsed and maybe different times and SmackDown is a really good show. So yeah. wouldn't they mind it? Wouldn't they mind it? Yeah, well, well, that's it, guys. Thank you very much for joining us in this wrestling week that was. Um, thanks again to everyone for being involved at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft and getting involved in the watch along. Lots of content up there from the, the weekend um, when Grado gave you his WrestleMania moments as well, so you can check that out up there now. Uh, we'll be back to normal service, the return of many features. Gary, you've been speaking to a lot of people. You spoke to Sin Cara. Um, no, that's the night. That's the night. Oh, is that tonight? Aye, tonight. That. Eagerly awaited. I like how you mentioned Huddles are big names. Sin Cara. <laughs> that's the biggest of them all. So hopefully, is it the original or the... It's Hanako. Uh, it's the man who took over, who is now Sinta de Oro. So uh, it's Sin Cara, the, the, the sequel to Sin Cara. It's the one that, and I'm going to ask him about this because I'm on the other side of the screen, so he can't beat the shit out of me. Um, but I'm going to ask him about this, but it's the one that got involved in the altercations with Simon Gotch and Chris Jericho and got sent to anger management. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. So we'll hope we hear that interview. Very soon. We'll be back to normal service. All the usual features will be back next week. Gary and Alex, thank you very much for that. There's been a lot to take in over the last week. Hopefully... Uh, we'll just add to the more wrestling content to consume for you guys. Uh, remember, you can get Rab and Grado on the main show. They'll be back this Friday. They'll not be changing buddies and putovers, list of wrestling, daft, running, wrestling, daft road stories. I'll be back with Rab and Grado on Friday. Uh, until next time, though, gents, um, 
I don't know if there's any much more marking out we can do, but you keep marking out. Audio Frontier. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.